Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. Blackbirds sing a dead of night. Take these broken wings, learn to fly all your life. You're only waiting for this moment to be free. Blackbird fly. Blackbirds fly into the night of dark that night. That's a clip of our youngest uh, singing one of her favorite songs at bedtime, Blackbird, the Beatles song, obviously. obviously. And we've always been big fans of the Beatles, big fans of Paul McCartney's rendition of Blackbird. This one became a fast favorite of hers thanks to the movie Boss Baby. Oh, such a good movie. Really? Forever Puppies. <laughs> Seriously. The idea of the forever puppy, that's pretty genius. Who wouldn't want a forever puppy? Our neighbors have two of them. Yeah. They're In little... fact, did you know Georgia just like walked into their house a little while ago? She that's wanted right. to play with one of them, and she just let herself right in. <laughs> yeah. I want to play with the forever puppies. And she's obsessed with them. Almost too obsessed, where... I think they might be a little bit scared of her. Yeah, she's a little rougher with them yeah. maybe than she should be. That happens. That happens. Yeah, once she's older, she'll realize. This episode is dedicated to the one, one of the most tiring and stressful events of a parent's day. Once this, we'll call it a process, once it's mastered, a parent feels like they can accomplish anything uh, and they're on top of the world and they can finally relax. This episode is The Bedtime Routine. Yeah, a bit later in the episode, uh, we'll be talking to Jessica D'Entremont. I don't know if that's how that she's was, probably not how she pronounces her you. last that was name. Awesome. But it is a French word. It means between mountains. But uh, we'll find out from her how she pronounces it, which is probably different than that. Um, but my cousin shared her post on Facebook. It was this brilliant idea of something you can do to help your kids settle down at bedtime. And then her post went viral, has been picked up by all these news outlets. And she actually um, was on Good Morning America today. So we're really excited to hear more of her story. Stay tuned for that. The last time that I checked that post, I think it had had over 200,000 shares and a couple hundred thousand likes. It's pretty, awesome. pretty crazy. Yeah. It's cool stuff. So parents typically go through several bedtime routine phases, depending on the age of their children and even the number of children that they have. Uh, so if we're talking about phases of bedtime routines, the newborn is probably the easiest. Yeah, they sleep all the time, as long as you can kind of figure out the yeah. schedule for them. They eat, they sleep, they poop. As long as you're willing to be awake a lot in the middle of the night, till they get the sleeping through the night. Yeah, now. yeah. But even though they sleep really all the time, it's still important to establish that routine because they, they grow out of the sleep all the time phase. Yes. And you got to have some, some tricks uh, up your in your... Up your sleeve? Is that what you're looking for? Uh, yeah. Up your yeah. sleeve is the Up expression your you're looking for. So you got to have some, in your you pocket. Have some tricks you in your back one, pocket, <laughs> uh, some arrows in your quiver, some uh, stones in your bag of stones, Keep going. Know, some I tools wanna... in your shed. Yeah, okay. How many right, more tools can you in come your up box. with? How about tools, <laughs> tools in your in box? Tools in the box. <laughs> uh, anyway, 
got to have some different tricks to make sure that you follow a routine because you need to have something that triggers to them that it's time to sleep. Yeah, so there's been lots of routines we've gone through. Like, you have the dinner time routine and then bath time, story time, and sleep time. But even once this routine's established, there's definitely some hiccups. Oh, yeah. I can think of one. Okay. What is that? Like Aubrey said, dinner, bath time, this is, this is where it can get a little bit tricky. Uh, back when our oldest were four and two, we were living in New York City. New York City? I can't speak today. <laughs> we were living in New York City. I got so excited to say New York City because I was going to say, shout out to New York City. <laughs> and I... I, I and then you it blew up. it. I totally blew it. <laughs> anyway, four and two, they're taking a bath. I'm in there helping them get all cleaned up. And all of a sudden, my oldest says, oh my gosh, dad, where did all this food come from? That's right. Penelope had, or one of our children <laughs> had pooped. I don't know if she'd want us to And I'm pretty it. sure we had corn for dinner and corn for dinner and suddenly the tub was was full of corn so magical where'd all this food come from it was so amazing and i'm for for addy it was just magical (laughs) and i'm i'm freaking out i'm saying no one touch anything don't eat it don't Don't eat eat it it. (laughs) everybody out of the tub (laughs) disinfecting everything throwing toys away Um, so like sometimes that bedtime routine can turn into a nightmare and and throw (laughs) things off right because the kids are excited they're playing, someone poops in the tub, and that just ruins the night for, for the parents. When Addie was little, it was like the longest bedtime routine. I would, I would read several books to her every night, probably until she was four, like a half an hour of reading books. And then once Penelope was born, that dropped down. I would read one or two to both of them. And at the time, I mean, I was exhausted every night because I was working full time during the day, so... And then I would bathe them, and then with the books, and it just was so long. It turns into a lot. Yeah. And I think for the, for the oldest kids, or if, if you've got a, an only child, or just a couple of kids, parents put more energy into the bedtime routine. Uh, but yeah, as the we kids bathed get older, Addie every night. And now, like, do you think kids need a bath every yeah, night? So I think... I'm a little more lax on that now. <laughs> you and I might disagree on this, right? We're a little bit more lax, but I still think they need it. Well, it depends. Like, if they're dirty, they're like, I mean, kids can eat and then they're filthy. Or playing outside, like, clearly they need Well, that. at certain ages, they definitely need it, right? Yes. Newborns can oh, get away with it, toddlers. you know, a day or two. But even with newborns, you know, they get that neck cheese with all oh. the... <laughs> you did always call it neck cheese. That's so gross. <laughs> with all the milk and... Oh. Yeah, they, they can... <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> yeah, they um, do. They need, they need a bath very often. And then when they start eating solids, they're making such a mess that... They kind of need it then, and now that they're playing outside, I don't want my kid to be the smelly kid at school. Well, often it's because they swim during the day. They swim. Sure. And so then they have a bath right after swimming, so they don't need one at bedtime. Yeah. So I am bathing them every day. We just aren't usually bathing them at night. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Most every day. Sometimes they just get a good hose, hose down after the pool. Yeah. And calling it good for that day. <laughs> so for a long time with the twins, we would divide and conquer. Uh, we've got some yeah. friends with, with twins, and they told us that, you know, that's how it works, right? The older the twins get, you got to kind of go man-on-man defense again and, you know, each take one. Uh, and you'd take a twin, I'd take a twin. We'd both read them a story or sing them, sing them a song. Well it, was, well, it was like read them a story, sing them a song, tell them a story. Yeah. Then they would tell us a story. It was long. It was and a long routine. It, it turned into me falling asleep 
usually. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. And this is that's the thing with a lot of parents, right? Parents are working hard every day. They get home. They do dinner. They're fighting with their kids about dinner, getting them to bed. They lay down to bed and uh, with their kids. The and kids they, yeah, they crash that's for before sure their kids do. Yeah, you you came up with a trick where you would tell them, "I'll either read one story or we'll sing a song together." Well, it's it started with because they wanted a story, and I thought, "How can I?" Because the stories just got so long, and they're like, "Oh, what else yes. happens? Oh, what else happens? What else?" Or and they I would add never end stuff. The story. You yeah. try to end it, and they're, they're like, like, "But then the dragon like, no, 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 went." No. To... I'm gonna tell yes, the story now. Right. This is what what Will used to say. Yes. So it got to the point where I'd say, "Look, guys, I will either tell you one story, or we can sing." two songs uh, and as kids do two. they're gonna pick the two so we'd sing two songs and i'd make them quick songs and then i'd i'd you know leave the room and, and they'd go to bed but this got a little bit tricky one day i was so exhausted even too tired to sing songs so i said alexa play nursery rhymes and the greatest thing happened nursery rhyme parade and amazon this, music original <laughs> it's actually playing right now alexa music. stop Sorry about that. So the greatest thing happened, just just what we heard right there, uh, Amazon came out with this Lisa, maybe it was Lisa Loeb, I guess, came out. And it was an, like an Amazon original. An Amazon though, original yeah. playlist, and it's nursery rhymes, and it was genius. The by kids, Lisa Loeb. By Lisa so like, Loeb. Not so annoying. Yeah, yeah, totally. They were, you know, cool and hip. Is Well, I don't know about that, but not so annoying. No, Lisa, <laughs> I mean, hey, we're, we're children of You're the 90s. You're a big Lisa Loeb fan. <laughs> we're children know. of the <laughs> Uh, cool and surprise! Hip. I got you tickets for Lisa Loeb. Oh, she's yay. doing the she's doing the nursery rhyme routine. It's gonna Sweet. be amazing. I'm in. I'm in for that. <laughs> so yeah, instantly the kids were hooked on that, and every day we would just play that instead of having to read them stories. Yeah. So now we just tell Lisa Loeb transitioned us out of bedtime stories. We tell our Echo to help us with bedtime, and it works. Works really well. And now that she just kind of go to bed. Yeah, I just sort of say go to bed. Well. For the most part, go to bed and, and they go to bed. Yeah, yeah. And for the older kids, they've been going to bed them by themselves for a while, but now that they get older, I feel like we're entering a new phase in bedtime routines because they're becoming teenagers. No, don't you miss when they would all go to bed at 7 p.m.? And now no it's, oh, my friends, they go to bed at 10.30, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I go to bed at 9, <laughs> yeah. and you should go to bed at 8.30, so I have 30 minutes of peace and quiet, but that, it's, yeah. The older they get, the harder it's going to be because they want to stay up late, causing, you know, other complications. So for the most part, they still go to bed about 830 on a school night. It's the other nights, weekend nights and vacation days. Yeah, there are times that we'll go to bed or, you know, everyone will go to bed and we'll turn on Netflix in our bedroom because that's usually our routine, our, our bedtime routine. And I'll still hear them stomping upstairs and stomping. walking for the they day. Do stomp. It's, I don't know why. They're just walking and it just sounds like they're I've stomping. I've always been conscious whenever I'm on a second level to walk softly because, you know. Otherwise it sounds like you're stomping. People, yeah, it's like, what are you, <laughs> clogging upstairs? It's just, it gets so loud. The best is with Georgia, if she wakes up and you hear her run full speed oh across gosh. the room, just stomping Everything's so loud. running. Everything's <laughs> the running. The second she wakes up, just running. Well, I think that started because she would wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and... Gotta run. When you gotta it's go, urgent. you gotta go. It's <laughs> so. urgent. And then she, it became a habit to, to run. But everywhere. she's never been, like, Will will wake up and just kind of be, like, woozy and groggy and walking slow. She wakes up and is fully alert and running yeah. every day. So. so for now, we've got that bedtime routine down, but uh, we'll likely have some more battles as, as they get older. For sure. Up next is our interview with Jessica and her unique bedtime routine idea. 
Hello, Jessica. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Aubrey. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. And just to introduce you really quick, I'm going to make some guesses about you. And if I'm wrong, you tell me the right answer. Okay. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. All right. So you grew up in Michigan. No, I grew up in New York. Oh, nice. We're in New York. Poughkeepsie. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. And you have one brother and one sister. You were triplets. No. <laughs> My poor parents. Yeah. No, I, I have one sister. She's uh, two and a half years younger than me. No triplets. Okay. All right. And you currently live in Connecticut. I'm currently just outside of Boston in Massachusetts. Okay. Well, that was close. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. And your first car was a Jeep Wrangler. That would have been nice. No, my first car was my dad's old car, which was a Nissan Sentra. Not nearly as exciting. <laughs> no, not at all. That would be my dream car as a teenager to have an old Jeep Wrangler. Yeah, something you could just beat on and it was going to stand up to anything. Right. So today we have Jessica D'Entremont. That's how you say it in French. How do you say, how do you pronounce your last name? In the States, we get a lot of detriment, except for one of my good friends who's from Canada, so she gets the correct pronunciation, which you just said. Oh, nice. And that's the correct, to say it with the French accent. It nice. is. It All is. right. I like it. And yeah. I'm going to let people know how I met you, sort of met sure. you, virtually. <laughs> I <laughs> stumbled across your post last week. A cousin of mine shared it to Facebook, and I read it immediately and was like, this is genius. And I immediately messaged you <laughs> for an interview. And when I looked last week, the post had over 211,000 likes, 127,000 shares. But I saw it was picked up by so many news outlets. Is it higher than that now? Um, I think it's last time I checked it, I think it just crept over 220. Um, and yeah, the news outlets has been incredible. It's a ton from the UK and Australia. They were kind of the first to come. And then in the U.S. here a bit, but India, Pakistan, Russia, I mean, really just calls from everywhere. It's been uh, extraordinary. That's, how fun is it to track that and see where it's coming from? It's fun because I'm not having to even do much of it. Um, I'm getting messages just from everybody and anybody uh, that is saying, you know, here it is, I found it again, and in languages that I can't understand and I can't read, so <laughs> it's, it's pretty fun. Awesome. And you were on um, Good Morning America yesterday. What was that like? That was super fun, yeah. We They brought me out to New York City, um, and I got to tape with um, Strayham, Sarah, and Kiki, and they had me on as kind of a guest star, and that, that was super fun and exciting. I got to bring my sister, and we made kind of a, you know, night in New York, girls' night out of it, um, which was awesome. she would. That's amazing. How fun. At least it's somewhere fun to go to. Yeah, it was it was definitely good. Not too far away, which was nice. Yeah. So can you tell us about the post for anyone who hasn't seen it? Um, first, I just want to say I love that their room just looked like my kid's room every night. <laughs> like, you're not like, let me put away a few things and take this picture. No, you're like, this is real. This is how we live. This is what the room looks like when we go to sleep. Yeah, that was actually the room clean. So <laughs> awesome. <laughs> first yes. confession, I'll make um, the Legos everywhere and the trampoline and the toys and bits. Um, I've kind of given up with a three and four year old as long as it's not food and dirty. I, you know, I've kind of made my peace with that. No, mess, they're just going to but... get all the toys out again. Why would you put them away every night? No, nobody's yeah, doing I've... that. 
I'm pretty sure they see it as a challenge if I pick up the room. Like, how, how much worse can we make this? Mom has it clean. So, yes, and how fast. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it just kind of was a, a spur-of-the-moment idea. We had quite a bit going on that Sunday. I worked for a company called Care Dimensions, and we had our annual walk for hospice, which is um, more fun than it probably sounds, but very crowded and very loud and very noisy. And then we had all the typical Sunday errands that we had to do after. So by the time I got them home, they were just completely out of sorts. They have um, some special needs that... We're just contributing to the whole thing, and I was trying to put away their clothes because it's finally starting to feel like fall here in Massachusetts, and um, we just needed a second of calm for me to do that. That's where the pajamas came in. Yes, and so you have these glow-in-the-dark pajamas, and now are they actually glow-in-the-dark, or did you just tell them they are? It does have glow-in-the-dark material on them? They do. So they do glow in the dark. And I think that was what I got a couple of messages about. And I have to reassure everyone they really do. They glow do. In the dark. It wasn't it's just okay. lying. <laughs> no, and it wasn't. I, I like to say it was maybe a bit of a stretch of the truth because if they do stay under the light, they do glow brighter. Yes. It's just you don't necessarily have to be silent. You don't and have still to be silent <laughs> and still. And so that's what it was. You told them if you lie very still and silently, then it will charge the glow on your glow in the dark PJs, right? Yes, exactly. So I had them lying on the floor and I had to snap a picture because to see them so still like that and quiet um, when they're awake is is just unheard of. So I had to snap the picture first for my husband and some family members and then just the look on their face, you could yeah. tell they were they were willing that light to charge those pajamas. Oh, they're like with their, so serious about it. They are. They were whipping out whatever preschool Jedi mind tricks they had and they were making it work. Yes. And then you said you you now put them in the drawer so that during the day they don't glow and they actually do have to sort of charge it, right? Yeah, so they're quite smart. Um, and so, as we all know, little kids figure things out a lot quicker than we might think they would. So <laughs> we stuck them in the drawer so that when they've asked the second time, they said, no, they'll glow. And we showed them with the lights out. I said, no, look, they don't really glow anymore. You're really going to have to charge them back up again. And since then, they've been... Uh, they haven't tested us again, so it's it's been working out well. It's so smart. I need to get glow in the dark dark pajamas. I have five year old twins, and oh just goodness. before bed, they're always bonkers, like bouncing off the walls. And it's a fight every night to get them just to be still and lay in bed and calm down, just to be relaxed, you know. And this would yeah, totally it, work. It would totally work. It, it, it makes total sense. I mean, if you think about yourself having to calm down and transition from the go, go, go to getting up in bed and so many mom friends and just people I know that say, you know, it takes me forever to fall asleep. And you kind of forget that little kids are probably having those same issues, but they don't have the words or the independence to be able to decide when they go to bed. So finding ways to incorporate that calm and get them their bodies and their minds kind of quieted so they can actually go to sleep is, is crucial for us. For sure. I need to get, I saw you posted on Facebook a link for like somewhere I could buy glow in the dark pajamas and I'm, I'm on that. I need them. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we got a couple of extra pairs headed our way because mm-hmm. we only have the one and though they will still charge them, they know with a very certain, uh, they know certainly which ones don't charge and they've not falling for that. So <laughs> They need the real ones, the ones that charge. (laughs) Yes, we've got more on the way for sure. When did you first learn that your post had gone viral? What was your reaction? 
Um, it was a bit surreal. I think, if I recall correctly, we, we I posted and, and remember seeing very quickly it had like two or 300 likes, which is a ton in my world. Mm-hmm. And so anything over kind of 50 or 60 is like, wow. Um, and then I remember we went to bed one night and I think we woke up the next morning and my husband had said, well, just check the post. I wonder what it's at. And it was at 70,000. <laughs> and we kind of both stared at that and he thought I was joking. I said, it's at 70,000. And he's like, 70,000. And it was just incredible. We just didn't know really what had happened. Yeah. And then but, what's it been like since then? With all, it's, like, news people, do they contact you, or do they just share it and post it? Um, a lot have contacted me, um, asking permission. So I did quite a few interviews, especially in the first um, day. Wednesday was when the news outlets really started coming. And so I did quite a few different interviews over the phone um, and online. And then after that, I will have people that will occasionally message me and ask to use it. We have some people that are using it without permission but my husband and I talked about it and very early on decided we weren't going to sign mm. any kind of exclusivity contract which we have several offers for um, mm. as long as it's being shared in the spirit which would be to you know make parents and caregivers and everyone laugh and no one's you know charging people for the use to mm-hmm. see it we were kind of okay with everyone sharing it I love that and just to get out this idea that this is actually a really good idea for a bedtime routine to help your kids calm down in a fun way yeah it's really great I mean if you think about yoga and meditation and how many schools and things are finding ways to introduce yoga and different things into their curriculum so the children are too young for meditation at three and four they just don't get it but you think they must be doing their version of it if they're lying that still and that silently so it's a really nice introduction for them yes and I'm curious um I'd like to I hope all the feedback has been positive um but I know that sometimes there will be random negative stuff that you wouldn't even expect on something like this have you received any negative feedback or had to block anyone since your post So that's probably been my favorite part about all this. Just like you said, when things get that much attention and that much people, that many people are weighing in and and talking about it, there's got to be some portion that are upset or have a problem or take issue with something. Right. So, and we haven't had that. I think I read one post out of maybe 70 or 80,000 comments. And that's just off my post. It's not including in the, the 10 or 20,000 that the individual posters have gotten. Um, I read one comment that said, if you lie to your kids, they're never going to learn to talk to you. And, mm. you know, it was one person. It was funny because, like, the moms and the caregivers, like, jumped on them. I didn't even have to nice. say anything. So. <laughs> because we all know. No, you're going to need to tell those little white lies sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so fun for me because it's it's reminiscent of my dad's parenting with me and my sister. It's completely something that he would have done to us. And, um, you know, I love my dad so much and I have nothing but the fondest memories of all of the little tricks and, and things that he played on us and looking back and thinking how funny that is. Maybe not as a 12-year-old, but, you know, now as an adult with my own kids thinking how great it is. So... Um, But the overwhelming response has been amazing, and I've kind of been trying to explain it to everyone, and they, you know, compliments on the post, and I kind of keep saying, you know, it's not 
it's not the post that's extraordinary. It's it's really the reaction that everyone's had and how everyone's just embraced the kind of good humor and, and innocent joy that's come of it. It's not For nothing. sure. Well, you can't yeah, look at that picture. You can't look at that picture of your girls lying still on the floor and not just like laugh and just, <laughs> it does call, it does spark joy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been good. So I've been really, I've been really excited about that positivity. It's, it's really made it a hundred times oh, more better of experience. I'm so glad to hear that and fingers crossed that that continues. And I have every reason to think <laughs> it should because it's such a positive message of helping other parents with a, with a part of bedtime routine that's tough, right? Right, exactly. So telling them that their jammies had to charge in order for the glow-in-the-dark to work, I feel like is a perfect example of accidental parenting. In our minds, accidental parenting is just making it up on the fly, and sometimes our ages are great, and other times they are not. And I'm wondering, tell me about another time that you've accidentally gotten it right or wrong. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I, I, one of the things that always strikes out in my mind, and I know I'm going to lose this soon, is the whole it's closing uh, argument. So, you know, you drive by a park and you have a bunch of groceries in the back seat and they're defrosting and, oh, mommy, can we stop at the park? And you see like one person leaving and go, oh no, look, everyone's leaving. It's closing. It must be closed. Um, and I, it's just so funny when you have to kind of think about the things you say to your kids and how they believe you um and then they kind of turn it back on you at other times you know I'll ask we'll we'll say well we're gonna go to the park well mommy you told me it was closed last time after dinner and you're like oh well not today today that's different because it just is (laughs) right exactly (laughs) that's another perfect example like genius rather than just saying no we have to go home because we have groceries in the car you know, give them a, a better idea that they're going to accept more easily, but they can definitely backfire. <laughs> yeah, there's there's something about picking your battles for sure, but we all know even yeah. if you don't want to pick the battle, sometimes you have to. And um, another part of it is just I always kind of think to myself, no one's going to love me quite as much as my kids at this exact moment in their life. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, their parents are everything and no matter what we do, they think the moon rises and sets by us. And um, so you don't always want to be that voice of disappointment. So things like that come in handy. Yeah, that's true, right? I tell my kids, don't ask things you know I'm going to say no to. Because I don't want to have to say no all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I want to exactly. be able to say yes. <laughs> yes. So I, I, I'm not ashamed to admit that I Facebook stalked you a little bit and read back on your wall. And I... I learned that you're an advocate for sensory processing disorder, and I'm guessing that's what you're referring to, where your kids sort of have some special needs at bedtime, things that compound it. Um, what's the background there? What's your goal in raising awareness for sensory processing disorder? Yeah, so sensory processing disorder, the very first thing I suppose about it is that it's not recognized as a standalone diagnosis um, in the States here, which means essentially uh, treatments and insurances, they don't have to pay for it. So um, if you have a child that has it without another diagnosis, um, like autism or ADHD, or they, they don't have to, to help you, essentially. And so we stumbled um, upon early intervention, which was fantastic, and they really kind of clued us into what sensory processing disorder is and how to help. Our oldest at the time was having an extremely rough time. We had a really hard time from about her being a year and a half to three Um, not knowing what her quality of life was going to be and, you know, how much support she was going to need. 
Um, and luckily she's doing, she's doing very well um, with the support of occupational therapists and our early intervention um, team. And now she's an, an IEP over at her public school. So that's great. And then come to find out um, our youngest one might actually be more of what they call kind of a sensory child, even though she doesn't have some of the same delays that our oldest has. So it wouldn't have been apparent. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I start thinking about it because I have so many friends who kind of will say, oh, well, I hear you talking about that. What is it? This, that sounds like my child. Like, wh- what does that, that mean? And yeah, so, that's what I'm wondering. What are some of those signs and symptoms that parents can be aware of? Um, so one of the things they kind of talk about is you have seekers and you have avoiders and our kids are both a mix, which makes it extra fun. Mm. Um, we never know what we're going after, but, um, seekers you'll kind of see might be the children that never stop moving, that are spinning, that are jumping. Um, you know, the kids that kind of come up and, and hit you when you're distressed and not in a, you know, in a mean, normal toddler growing up kind of way, but the ones that do it with that, that distress and that you know, using it as an outlet, um, you kind of start to think they're looking for that. So we might give, instead of saying, no, you can't hit, we would say, we don't hit people, we hit drums and hand them a drum. And so they get to pound and get that sensory input. Um, My children are jumpers, which is why you can see the trampoline in the picture. When they start to get so upset, they're out of control and they're crying and they can't talk, I actually will hold their hands on the trampoline while they jump and we'll have conversations like that. And the input they're feeling from jumping allows them to actually regulate and express their emotions better. Um, and avoiders are a little bit easier. They might be the kid that you see wearing headphones at the mall, um, to kind of bring down the stimulus. Um, you all, everyone kind of sees that kid at the birthday party that's having a great time. And all of a sudden they're rolling around on the ground screaming. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing about sensory processing disorder is really, we all have it to some degree. It's when it starts to interfere with a child's ability to function, um, and to kind of be their best self that you start to think that needs some extra support so that they can learn how to handle those inputs. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I'm curious, um, you know, sort of what's next for you and your family? Do you have plans to try and get that message out there more now that you have a little bit more of a platform? I mean, certainly I, we've decided everyone that's responded to me and messaged me from all around the world, I've been trying to message them all back and, and chat individually with them. Um, one of the big things for us was when we said people could use the story was to add that bit about sensory processing disorder just to yes. even get the name out. Um, to get people asking, well, what is that? That kind of sounds like my my child. So um, coming on, yeah, I was so excited to be invited onto your podcast today to talk about this as well, because I think sometimes just hearing about it and hearing, oh, well, there might be something more that I can do. There might be something different that I can do. It is just great for parents, because especially if it's your first child or even your second or your third, you, you know, you, you don't know what's going on. Is this just how kids act? Exactly. Why is my kid out of control when I see all the other kids not. And there's some really simple changes that can usually be made to help them out a lot. Right. And if you had never heard of sensory processing disorder, you wouldn't know to consider that as, as a possibility. Yeah, to be honest, I don't think so. If my first, my second child had come first, I, and there had been no issues with um, my next, I don't think I would have ever learned that she had this um, Mm. because she can, she can function. Um, whereas my first had some delays and things that went along with it. And so we had to, out of 
necessity explored a bit more. And so we were more watchful when our second came along. But, um, but yeah, I don't know that we ever would have been very aware of it. And I think that's one of the things as well. People kind of hear sensory processing and they sometimes will think a lot of the response I get from parents is, well, does that mean they have autism or they're autistic? And I said, well, it might. Many children who have autism or ADHD and things do have sensory processing, but plenty of people have sensory processing that don't have any other diagnosis. And um, kind of the most important thing is just looking at it as what, who my child is and what do they need um, and not really worrying as much about the labels and what they mean so much as what do we do to get them the most help so they can function. Definitely. I'm so glad that you came on today. Thank you so much for being on our podcast to get that message out there, not only to find out what it's like to have a post go viral, but also to learn more about sensory processing disorder, which I hadn't heard of before, to be honest. And it's wow. been interesting to read up about it a little bit. And um, so thank you for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks so much for having me. It's been so much fun. Yeah. So we're going to end with a short game. I am a huge fan of games. I'm always making everyone around me play games with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're going to play two truths and a lie. I will okay. go first. I'm going to say three things. Two of them will be true, and one of them will be a lie. And then I'll have you guess, and I'll reveal the answer for me. But then for you, we're going to have you say two truths and a lie, and we won't reveal it. We're going to put it out there for our listeners to guess. <laughs> and then on our in a week, on our next podcast, we will reveal the correct answer. Sounds good. Okay, so here are mine first. Ready? Mm-hmm. I have planted over a thousand trees. I have never had a pet. I have been to 15 countries. Which of those is a lie? Hmm. I'm going to go with... Wow. I'm going to go with the pet. You're right. I have never had a pet. (laughs) We had animals growing up. They were like practically feral all of them outside you would never like pet one of them you know (laughs) yeah they were never in the house so my brothers and sisters might disagree that they thought of that as a no I did not (laughs) that's so funny and you couldn't get attached to them because we lived on a really busy street where these Uh, potato trucks would huge trucks would come by going really fast and so we'd lose them often and yeah. you just, you couldn't be attached to them like you could a pet. And then ever since I've had kids and older, I've, we've just never had a pet. So well, yeah, well twins. done. I believe you got yeah, that right. I would say with twins, that's probably enough of a challenge right there. That is true. Though maybe having a pet would distract them sometimes. But it's always the mom that ends up taking care of the pet. And it I is. just can't. <laughs> yeah, our children are obsessed, the older one especially, with having a pet and we keep telling her, well, you'll have to help with cleaning up, including its poo. And she says, well, I'm going to get a pet that doesn't do that. Mm, Good luck to you. Yep. Here's one. It's, we bought it at the store. (laughs) We've given our kids for Christmas. Oh, here's a new puppy. (laughs) Bark and pretend to feed it. Yes. Okay. So let's hear yours. What are your two truths and one lie? All right. So I knew my husband for two weeks before we moved in together. Um, I have a tattoo that's symbolic of each of my children Mm. somewhere, and I am terrified of heights, but purposefully engage in things like bungee jumping and skydiving because of it. Oh, I'm so curious to find out which one is true. 
So I'm excited. All of you vote in the comments of when we post this podcast, Facebook or Instagram, which one you think is the lie, and we will let you know next week. Jessica, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was so fun chatting with you today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. A couple of things that I am really blown away with with this interview. One, Jessica D'Entremont. Not bad, D'Entremont. Uh, yeah, you okay. say it sound, uh, So let's try this again. A couple of things that I'm blown away with. One, Jessica... D'Entremont. It's as if I just said it. Yep. See what we did there? Should have made my voice deeper. So <laughs> well-spoken, so many great ideas, and such a great light-hearted philosophy on parenting. Really enjoyed listening to that interview. And two, it seems like, Aubrey, this has been your, what, 500th interview? <laughs> You're a natural at this. That was so smooth. Aww. Great style, great questioning, and uh, I look forward to hearing more interviews from you. Well, thank you. She was wonderful, so easy to chat with. I really have no idea which of those is a lie. I want to ask where the tattoos are. I feel like mm. I'd be able to tell if that's true if I ask. And if she's like, uh, or if she has a quick answer, like if she... Yeah, yeah, answer. how delayed the answer is. I probably think that it's the heights thing. Who intentionally goes bungee jumping or skydiving when they're afraid of heights? Mm. But... I'm afraid of heights. I'm not about to do any of those things. Then again, no one moves in together after two weeks. So maybe they're all lies? Yeah, she fooled us. And she she's pulled say, one Just off. kidding. They're all lies. All right. <laughs> everyone vote on social media. We'll put a poll out there somewhere. What, probably Facebook? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a good, good place for a poll. And we'll get her answer in, in the podcast for that we drop potentially next Monday. <laughs> Still no commitment for me. No commitment from me. It will be me. next Monday. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 